0: My name is Scott Chaloner, and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Now, as regular listeners of our programme will know, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring forward a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership, and today that mission takes us to South East London, where we're joined on the programme by Veronica Gimo, the nursery manager at Bright Explorers Day Nursery based in Camberwell. Um, Veronica, a very warm welcome to you today, and thank you by all means for joining us on the program.
1: That's fine. Welcome.
0: Yeah, pleasure having you with us, um, Veronica. Um, So, with regards to your industry, early years education, um, it's facing quite a torrid time at the moment. Um, The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic over the last two years has, of course, been sort of significantly felt among early years practitioners. And I wanted to sort of dwell on that first and foremost. Um, You know, when the pandemic sort of was first striking and you were, you know, trying to get through the challenge of the acute phase of COVID... Um, how did that mm-hmm. pose an operational challenge for you and how did you go about trying to address that?
1: Okay. Um, my challenge is during this time of the uh, pandemic that we have to have a lockdown for everybody. It uh, has caused a lot of a uh situation for both myself the staff, and the children, and the parents, as you all. Haven't Guys said that? We are trying to work with the the community, the children, to make sure that everything is okay. Okay, yeah, fine. But the pandemic lockdown really really has effect on the children, especially the parents, and especially Mm. the children with the vulnerable. That they have to stay at home, and the parents will not be able to cope with them, and um, it is just too much for parents and the children at that time. And also, my staff as well, their well-being, you know, it, you know, is very, very important. And uh, everybody just isolated, and uh, it has caused a lot of the co-sign in the industry that. Um, uh, all our, uh, you know, efforts to be on this job mm. and helping our community is not really like uh, to sell. I can just sell, you know, it's not to feel at all. And uh, it's causing lots of backsliding for the job. Financially, it's difficult. And the well-being of the staff as well is, you know, like something that we have to look carefully to deal with a mental health in the community. Mm. So uh, knockdown, it has caused a lot of um, problems in a childcare fields.
0: So yes.
1: that's what I can say. Mm.
0: Certainly so. And um, I think a key issue as well emerging from this is that now that, you know, restrictions have gone and early years provision has returned to sort of some form of normality those issues mm. that you talked about around sort of mental health and, and well-being amongst both staff and the children those issues mm-hmm. haven't just gone away have they they're still lingering they're still affecting staff and it's contributing to That's other right. factors isn't it such as you know burnout, and now that obviously you know well-being is a problem and we're no longer getting the um you know the government supported time off for, you know, sort of illness and um obviously COVID itself yes. is still um an immediate and sort of present um danger, let's say as well. And people are still getting COVID, that's also something to consider as well, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes, because um my in my own type of uh, view, recent knockdown is not um ideal, to be honest with you, because um it caused a lot of uh, issues for people, especially people that are left alone, and especially you know, people, children with a with a need and the parents need some help. So it has already caused a lot of uh, problems for the society already. But now, how do we manage it? Now, how do we plan? What are the strategies that we in place that it's not going to happen again because it has a lot to do with the mental health issues and you know people life is very very important and uh, yes government is doing what it can to uh, see that they curb and minimize the spread of the COVID but in the future how do we really deal with it differently that is
0: not going to happen like this. Mm, That's exactly right, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously the plans for dealing with sort of future threats like pandemics are going to be very important from sort of, you know, the government point of view and how that filters down to early years education providers in terms of the advice that they're given um, as well. Um, Yeah. And I suppose another issue as well, given, you know, declining well-being amongst early years staff and... The fact that they are feeling burnt out following the pandemic. We have seen among a lot of practitioners sort of an exodus of staff leaving the industry, haven't we, to go and work in other sectors? And that's leading to significant losses of talent within your industry. Is that something yes. that you have seen not necessarily within your business, but also like the kind of the wider sector? Is that something that you've noticed? Yes.
1: Um I think the- not down is off the ground. Uh, we are facing the the industry or uh, child care as a whole has a problem of dealing with um, no staffing and uh, no staffing the no parents bringing the children to the nursery because they are still working from home. so it's, it's just uh, a difficult time. Even though the knockdown is normal, but we are seeing uh, in a situation that wow, it's just uh, the grace that we are using at the moment because they, they, there's no staff because they are they are saying, oh, they can't come out and work and uh, you know, they give all different different excuses. So to have staff in this industry, is this pandemic, it is a difficult issue at the moment and which government need to look into. That we need more people in this industry because um, we are serving the community Mm. and the children that are vulnerable, they need help. So the, the government needs to look into it very, very carefully and see how they can help people to get back to work. That is the main issue. Mm. How do you get people back to work? That they are, you know, doing things to support the community. Because uh, the nursery are suffering from the staffing. There's no staffing and not much in the nursery. So, you know, to the extent of financial and handicap. So we need to, like, look into things and see how things are going to
0: be better for sure. Yeah, you raise a really important point there, actually, Veronica, because um, you are right, uh, the proliferation of parents who are still working from home means that when they do have young children, you know, they can keep them at home with them and they don't necessarily need to put them into nursery. So that affects demand on childcare places, absolutely right. And uh, I suppose on the flip side to that as well, where you know parents um, are in a position to sort of want childcare for their children, they might still be you know a little bit anxious and a little bit afraid of the likelihood of them catching COVID mixing with other people. That they may still be reluctant to go and put their children in nursery anyway as well. So the lingering anxiety yeah. around the virus itself—that's also another mm-hmm. factor, isn't it? Because it hasn't just gone yeah. away for a lot of people. Yes,
1: yeah. you're right because. People are still conscious about it, really. Yes, the virus hasn't gone totally, but it's something that we have to live with and be careful mm. how we live with it and put a care plan in place and we follow the procedure. So we can still live with it and you know continue our life.
0: Yeah, it's a matter of trust, isn't it? It's parents need yeah. to trust the procedures that early years practitioners, the professionals have put in place and, you know, they need to be reassured and recognize that, you know, your child can now come back to early years settings and conduct themselves safely.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a thing that we put in place in the nursery that, you know, like children come into the premises, we make sure that we have a supervision in place for children to wash their hands Every time, uh, whenever they touch their nose or touch any part of their face, so we advise them to go and wash their, you know, their hands. And others as well. We have sanitizers that we use frequently for for precaution and wash our hands every time. And uh, we have uh, a lot of things that we put in place like cleaning every time, wiping the doors and uh, the areas and all that so those are the kind of uh, precautions we put in place and make sure that we have a a good uh, ventilation children play more outside than stuck inside and all those things if we put it in place and things will be fine
0: exactly that m- matter of trust is going to be incredibly important going into the future and as you said government certainly needs to look at how it can get more people sort of back into the workplace so the sector can sort of get back to where it was before um and we'll hope mm-hmm. to see some progress on that in the uh, the coming uh, months but um over the next year or so, just before we wrap things up, um, I'd be interested to understand what progress you want to see in terms of helping the industry get back on its feet and where do you see your Nursery Bright Explorers being by this time in 2023 in those circumstances?
1: Yeah. Uh, what I would be expecting of is um, the government to have a good a leadership in place that would be able to plan and focus and be able to get people back to work, especially our uh, people that want to go in the childcare field. They should be able to sponsor them more into that field, because um, every day, children, you know, we're giving back to children, so we need no, no risk So, I know that children don't need to start school before five years, but some parents they need to go to work early. Some want to educate themselves, and some want to do some apprentice work, so they need a place for. Uh, for the child to be so we are encouraged government to look into this speed carefully how they can help this sector to be more sound and more able to you know provide um you know service good service for mm. the children in the community so we need more plan, focus and able to put more money into this field because there's no money in it so that's why People are not coming to childcare much. They go to, care, you know, other care than children. So they fair to go for nothing. They fair to go for other care. So we want government to put more money into childcare food. So people, that will encourage people to come and work in the nursery.
0: Mm. Of course, more funding for childcare places, more funding for staff yeah. to actually come and more work in the there. industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and all that yeah yeah of course and let's indeed hope that we do sort of see some real progress on that front over the coming months and uh just for of course your own nursery veronica bright explorers um ideally by this time next year what is it that you're hoping to have achieved providing of course we make that progress that we want to see sort of from an industry perspective
1: um by this time next year, we're expecting the community to come back to normal, and uh, you know, people be able to live with the you know with the life they want to live, and business um, come back to normal. By you know, because at the moment the capacity that I'm supposed to have is very very low. I didn't pull we'll this any break at the moment, so mm. I'm hoping next year. When, you know, governments are able to tell people, come, come out, go and work and support them through sure, because these are not another transition to, to go to work now. So governments have to help this, uh, the community to transit very well to go to work. So if governments do that, then parents will be able to send their kids to nursery, then I would be able to say, okay, fine, I reach my capacity now. So, and, you know,
0: everybody would be happy. Hmm. Let's certainly hope that that happens and, you know, you can build that capacity up and we do see those real changes needed to help the wider industry. Um, Veronica, yeah. um, thank you, of course, for your time in coming to join us on the programme to share your perspective on some of the issues affecting the wider sector at the moment because it is important stuff yeah. that does need airing. And um, it would be my pleasure, actually, um, as we sort of see how the picture is developing for the industry to maybe welcome you back onto the show in future just to review whether or not some of these changes that are needed are starting to take place or not.
1: Okay. Thank you very
0: much. It's been a real pleasure, Veronica. And by all means, do take care and do stay safe with all still going on as well.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: It was an immense pleasure welcoming Veronica Gimo of Bright Explorers Day Nursery in South East London onto today's show. And I do hope that everybody tuning in thoroughly enjoyed the interview today. Um, Just as a reminder to anybody who is listening in, if you are a business owner or the head of an organisation yourself, and you feel you have your own story to share with us here, then we at the Leaders' Council want to hear from you. So why not also apply to be on our programme via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time, you have been listening to the Leaders Council podcast with your host, Scott Chaloner. Do take care and goodbye.